Churchill, what is happening, sir? Here we go. Do we have you? We got you on. Do we have the audio? Hi. We, do we have you? Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Oh, uh, we've got you. Yes, sir. You can hear me okay? See me okay? Yes, I can. Yes. Beautiful. What a pleasure to meet you, sir. Yes, likewise. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah. This is so I'm gonna give you a shout out right here from the get-go. This is <laughs> this is quite literally the first time you and I are having a conversation at all. Absolutely, yes. This, this is awesome. So I want to give everybody a background, man. Um so we've got one of our brothers in 001, right? In the men's program, Matt Charles, who says, hey, I've got a guy that you've got to meet. This guy is amazing. Everybody loves him. He's doing some amazing things in the world, right? Just a glowing recommendation. And if somebody, you know, if Matt's throwing this out there, I'm like, all right, man, I know, I already know the guy's a great guy. And so Churchill's like, hey, so we're on this text thread, right? And Churchill's like, yeah, would love to, you know, get a time to chat and connect and meet and see what you're doing and see. And I said, okay, well, with this kind of glowing recommendation, are you okay just jumping straight in? Like, let's get to know each other with our young guys here with us. And he's like, yeah, I'm game. Let's go. So that's just a huge shout out to you, sir. And that just speaks a lot to your character right there, my friend. No, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're okay with it, man, I'd love to learn more right now. We are learning more, but I'm going to be super selfish on the front, you know, 15, 20 minutes of this. I just want to find out more about you and your story and what you're doing. I've done a little digging um, and watched some, some interviews, seen some things of you on the news and I'm I'm pumped, man. And I'm just, I'm already a huge fan. Um, so, but I want to just kind of talk through your story a little bit. And then we've got some amazing young men from all over the world that might come in and just say hi to. Uh, so fair enough. It's awesome. Awesome, man. So let's, let's go back before we get to what you're doing now and who you are. Let's go back to you as a young man. Tell us about Churchill at like 12, 13. Who is this young guy? Where is he in the world? What's he doing? What's life look like for that guy? Oh man, <laughs> the 12, 13 year old Churchill that's, uh, um, was uh, a kid who grew up with a lot of people in the, in the household. So mm -hmm. basically my parents took, um, took in a lot of kids and um, we grew about like, uh, I would say like a little over 20 of us. Um, my parents just keep taking the kids and um, I remember growing up, one of my uncles said to my dad, he said, you know, you are going to die a poor man. And my dad said, why is that? He said, well, because you, you're never going to have money. You always spend money on these kids that some of them, we don't even know where they come from. Um, so growing up, you know, I, um, I wasn't really sure um, who I was you know, and what my contribution to the society was going to be. But one of the things that I knew for, for sure was that giving back was very important because my parents instilled that in us. Yeah. So I know that, you know, building a life of service was very, very important. And it was very fulfilling because I saw that from my parents, basically. How? So, yes. Dude, how cool is where, where was this? Where, where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Cameroon. Did very cool. Yes, that's west west coast west coast of Africa. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, so a uh, uh, 12, 13 year old Churchill was um, a little boy with not enough confidence. Um, a little boy who was you know scared, sure. didn't know how the future is gonna shape shape up, 
and um, was worried because when you grow up in a family where everybody's like, you know, there's just so much, so many people, um, it's almost like a survival of the fittest. Yeah. But also, I learned how to share. You know, I developed the um, the the mindset of um, selflessness and um, to share with people who do not have um, enough. So, how, how yeah. Yeah. I, as a young boy, that? it was just it was a it was a it was a beautiful upbringing that I had, but also I can say you know if I had to go back um, to my twelve year old self or thirteen year old self, I would just say to myself you know take a deep breath, relax, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all you right. Know, yes, things have a way of working out. Mm. When we don't try to be in control of everything, mm. the Man. universe has a way of unfolding in a way that we can't even we didn't even we can't even see it coming. Mm. That's so, that's a good word for for. 12-year-old Churchill, that's a good word for every young man here. That's a good word for every man on this call. That's a good word for anybody listening is, um, you know, there was a quote by John Wooden that I was just, um, that I was just talking about not too long ago. And he says, you know, if you focus on all of the things that you can't control, you'll lose the ability to control that which you can right? Like it's just, it's a waste of time to do that. You know, that's a hard lesson to learn. It's a lesson that I think a lot of people, you know, don't often learn. So, you know, you've got, you've got this, you've got 20 people and, you know, 20 youngsters in the household and you're growing up and you guys are service minded. You're learning to share, you're learning all these important, you know, kind of values there. And the confidence thing is, is harder to come by. So I want to talk about earning confidence and what that ended up looking like how long were you in Cameroon before you you came over and I want to talk uh, I want to talk about building confidence too how long were you there oh I came here when I was 23 23 okay and what was the impetus for that what what was the it was that a you thing was that more just a family thing like what what drove yeah, I came I came here for school okay I came here for school. yes Got it. okay very yeah. cool. and so you came for school did you think you were going to stay or did you think you were going to go back what was kind of the plan you know, I, I, the, the, the plan wasn't to stay. Yeah. The plan was to, was to acquire knowledge and uh, go back and use it. Okay. But again, you know, life is, um, it's like a wind. You don't know where it's going to take you. Sure. You don't know where you're going to land. And, you know, and wherever your seed falls, you don't know if it's going to be planted or it's just going to be, you know, in the surface like that. Yeah. So it end up happening that I end up staying, um, but still doing, you know, um, the things that I think, you know, my, um, my, my knowledge or my contribution that I can give back, um, to the people back in Cameroon. How cool. Uh, okay. So you go out, so for 23, you come out to go to school. What was the, um, and the plan was maybe to go back. Like you said, I love the way you frame that the seed could it be, it might be planted, might be living on the surface. So what did that, what did that look like? 23. So like what happened to make it to where you wanted to, to stay, walk us there, you go to school and then, and then what happened so that you end up planting? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I went to school. I went to, um, I went to community college in Maine and I transferred to Rochester Institute of technology. Mm -hmm. I did electrical engineering and, um, Came back, I worked, you know, I mean, I give you a little background. You know, I grew up in a coffee community. 
coffee and cocoa commuting. Uh, my parents own coffee and cocoa farms. So okay. that's just to give you, give you a little background. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I worked for, you know, about 13 years. And um, growing up, when you, when you grow up seeing a lot of, you know, um, I don't like to use the word poor, poverty. I like to use the word, um, I would say, um, you know, people are just going through challenging times. Sure. You know, was, you know struggling. Um, you, you look at them and I've always, since when I was young, always look at these people and say, what can I do to change the trajectory of their children's life, mm. you know? And um, I come to the point where I worked and you realize that the amount of money that you have can give you fulfillment. Mm. But if you're able to change the paradigm of whatever you're doing into service mm -hmm. and bring some significance to the service, Mm -hmm. I mean, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, yes. So I came to the realization at some point where, you know, yes, it's good to make good money. As an engineer, I did I make good money? Sure. And um, when you succeed, it's uh, you know, when you do well, it's good to bask at that, you know, at that adulation. But then you also have to realize that you know, um, there are people that can gain so much from your contribution, not only what you can take from the world, but what you can also give back. Yes, sir. So, ah, so that's, that. that's when um, things changed for me. I decided I resigned from my job and I took up a new life. Yes, you did. And I want to talk yeah. about that new, I want to talk about that new life. I want to, I want to say you were talking about, you know, service and the service leading to fulfillment. And I could not agree more. Um, you know, I think that is just woven into our DNA. That is how we are designed. You talked a little bit about being, you know, not yet having confidence as a young man, which again, I think is a very um, natural feeling for a lot of young men. Did service play into gaining confidence at all, the more you served, was there was there a confidence that was built there? And which one kind of came first? Was it a I'm growing in confidence, so I want to serve more, or was it I'm serving more and that's giving me more confidence? Did, how did that play well, out for you? Yeah, well, I, I think for me it was when I realized that you know you can't control everything. When I realized that, yeah. I can let everything go and just trust in the power that is bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. My confidence just by default just came. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And realize that because you know, I have a lot of friends and I've met a lot of people who um, you know, it's good to take credit for what you do. It's good to think you are strong, you know, you build strength and stuff like that. But until you realize that there's a power bigger than you, yeah, and um, and you just let it, you know, flow. Yeah, and um, that's that's basically what happened with me. Um, I realized that you know because I used to be extremely worried about, you know, who I was as a person, what I did, you know, um, you know, thought about a lot about approvals. Like for a lot of young people, you know, you 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 definitely think about that you you come through that phase where you know you want every everything that you do to be approved by your peers 
you know, by, by your parents, by your teachers, whoever you, you surround yourself with. But for me, when I realized that no amount of approval mm -hmm. would change a situation, mm -hmm. I just need to do what I need to do and trust in myself mm -hmm. that I can do it perfectly. <laughs> for me, that's, that's when, you know, I just started developing confidence. I love it, man. Yeah, there's a there's an element there of letting you know that that element of letting go that you're talking about. There's one of my one of my favorite movies. It's a ridiculous movie, but there's a quote in one of my favorite movies where the guy says, "Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere." Right. Yeah. So right, and I just I think that is extraordinarily powerful. Getting rid of that worry, and I, I think what you're talking about is sometimes we grow more and confidence grows more by stripping away nonsense that we have added on to us, right? It's not even about adding something to, it's about stripping away these yeah. false beliefs that we've adopted, this false sense of we can control something that we can't. It's stripping that away and that just allows us to grow, right? You've got that seed that's planted, but you got a brick, and brick on top of it. You move the brick and now you can, now you can grow. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also like just to add to what you said earlier, you know, service also played a, 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 a huge part. Yes, sir. Knowing that, that you are bringing value in people's lives. Mm -hmm. It just kind of instilled this confidence in you where you feel like you can, you want to do more. You feel like you can do more. Mm -hmm. And when you do more, you realize that, oh, wow, because I believed that I could do more, I could do more. Mm -hmm. So it just, yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. Yes. Oh, so good. So you, you quit the job and you had the, you had the electrical engineering job. You quit that to go pursue this other business that is very service related. So talk about that, that pursual there of, of doing now what, what you're doing and, and, uh, and how that's panning out. Yeah. So basically I had always <clears throat> growing up, you know, I had always said to myself because we, we had cocoa and coffee farms. My parents had cocoa and coffee farms and we had workers, people who worked in the farms. And you look at some of their lives and you're thinking, wow, you know, even some of the farm owners, you know, you look at some of their children could not go to school. Um, their parents, they put in so much time, work hard just to put food on the table. Mm. And growing up, looking at myself, looking at some of these kids, who are still, you know, part of my life. They are my friends. Mm. And I look at them and you think, oh my goodness, what can I do? Mm. As a young boy, like nine years old, I remember like as if it was yesterday, I keep thinking like, I said, I would go into the world and I will make so much money and I'll come back and I'll save everybody. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you and I know, I mean, right. that was like, you know, a young boy's thought mindset you know you can't save the world and um but you can do your part mm -hmm. to impact the few people that you can impact mm -hmm. so i came to the point in my career where i feel like this is the perfect time to be able to use coffee to make a difference yeah and that's where i started bingo mountain coffee and um to be able to the goal is to not only create a company that um would become an ESOP employee-owned company, mm. but a company that would be able to give, like, for example, I source my product directly from the farmers, which enables them to get more money uh -huh. and then create a program where their children um, 
are able to um, get education. Understand that with a lot of this community, growing up with my experience, um, coffee and cocoa, those are seasonal crops. Right. So when a lot of farmers harvest the, the product and then during off season, what do they do? Most of them don't, they don't have any other way of making income. Right. So a lot of them tend to go and borrow money with high interest and um, and to pay back during next season. Mm. So when they have this next season, they pay back the money. So it becomes like a circle. Yep. So when I was really young, I really, I see these people, you know, produce, they get money and then they, they don't have money. They go, they borrow money. Next season, they sell their product. They, it just become a cycle. And I think, you know, what can I do to break the cycle? So the goal and the hope for getting into what I'm getting is to be able to not change everything, but at least put a dent into that and it. create some hope where if you are a child of a farmer, you grow up because you didn't get the opportunity to see other things that you're good at, other things that that right. you could, yeah, like for example, education, yep. which gives you opportunity to choose what you want to do. If you do not have the opportunity to do that, by default, you become a farmer. So you inherit stuff from your parents, you become a farmer, your children become farmers, their children become farmers. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but giving them the opportunity to be able to acquire the education that they need to be able to choose, say, you know what? Yes, I have a master's degree and I wanna go to medical school or I have a master's degree, but I still decide that I wanna do farming. This is what I wanna do. Yeah. That would be their choice. Yeah, that's so right. That's right. That's the, area where, that's the area where we are leaning towards. I love it, man. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, so the young guys on here, if you guys start having questions, I want you guys to start putting your hands up. I have a couple more because um, I want to flesh out a little bit of um, like the day-to-day -day for you right now. So I love that. And he just kind of casually mentioned that he's he's launched this as an, as an ESOP, which for you guys, if you don't understand, he's launching this company. It's his company, but it is becoming an employee-owned company. There is a specific... Um, a specific plan that is put in place where the, the employees are actually shareholders of the company. And that just, again, speaks to, you know, his, his mindset on this and, and uh, wanting other people to have those sovereign choices, you know, that he's talking about. So what is, what is the day-to-day -day look like for you right now? Like what, what is, what do you kind of you focus on? So basically I, um I just, I just received, you can see behind me, you see some yeah. bags of coffee. I just received, um, over three tons of coffee um, last week. Uh, yeah, basically, so my day-to-day -day activities, I um, I roast, I roast, I grind, I package, and um, the delivery person comes and picks it up um, because I sell online. And also um, cafes, some cafes, they, they brew my product. Yeah. And also um, some supermarkets also sell my product. So oh, awesome. So yeah. and how did you get those relationships? Was that you going in and meeting with people and developing those relationships? Was that somebody yeah. on your team or yeah. was that? Oh, no, it's just, it's me. Actually, yeah. I've developed this relationship over the years. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm traveling next, next week, Wednesday. I'm going back to Africa to meet with my farmers. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going on an origin trip. Oh, so, you know, it, it takes it takes um not only courage, but it also takes sacrifice, financial sacrifice, mm. you know, personal sacrifice mm. um to do all these things because you know, I always tell people if if I was really hungry for money or if I really wanted to just rake money, I would stay in engineering. That's yeah. there's no doubt. I yep. mean, yep. yeah. But no. doing the right thing, knowing that you go to bed at night, you can sleep, you can open your gratitude journal mm -hmm. and say, I am grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for this. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. Oh, because, because as I always tell um, a lot of people, because I also mentor some young people around here, um, you, I think it was Warren Buffett who said, um, write your obituary and then go and try to live up to it. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I love what, what would you want people to say right. during your eulogy? That's right. I remember um, there's a, an entrepreneur named Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and I remember him saying, you know, he wanted to have, he wanted to have the record for most people showing up at his funeral, right? Because he just, he impacted that many people, right? And I love that, man. I love that. That's awesome. That's playing the right, that's playing the infinite game. And that's that chess mentality. Um, dads, if we don't have, uh, you know, if there's young men with hands up, I'm going to prioritize there. But dads, um, if you guys want to jump in and say hi to and ask some questions, man, um, I want you guys to be able to throw it up. I've got one more um, quick one on my end. And then Josiah, I see you and I'll grab you first, sir. Um, the the next steps, I know you're going out to Cameroon, you're going to go visit some of the farmers as you're looking at developing all these relationships um, and you're growing. And this is just the the curious entrepreneur in me too. Like, what are you, what are you looking at as far as scalability? Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Okay, 2024, here's what I want to do next. Here's where I want to take that next step of growth. What's that look like for you? Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, the the, the business so far, it's exceeding my expectation. Yeah. And um, there's something to be said about, about, you know, just doing, doing what you need to do. But if it's the right thing, like I said earlier, the universe has a way of conspiring and it, to ensure that not only does it work, mm -hmm. but it explodes. Mm -hmm. So the goal for this, for this year is to, is to expand to more like more states mm -hmm. and so far we also deliver in canada nice and um yes so the goal is to expand is to um to expand to more states have more supermarkets more permanent um presence mm -hmm. in um supermarkets in different states and uh so far i am outgrowing the space that we good. have now yeah. yes Good. A, it's a good problem to have. That is a good problem. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. That's um, a, yeah, that's, that's a hard. Is that a hard? Um, I, I don't. I have limited experience. I've gotten to work with a number of organizations, but I have limited experience um, with bringing things to um, to retail like that, and specifically going into you know grocery stores and things like that. Is it hard to get? 
shelf space there? Like, is that, is it purely a relationship game? Is it like, what are you learning? So, on that? so I'll, I'll tell you a lot of, a lot of the people, uh, the stores that carry my coffee, it's been word to mouth. Like yeah, a lot of people, um, they'll go to the store and they said, um, do you carry um, Bingo Mountain coffee? And the manager will be like, what is that? He said, oh, is this coffee that, you know, I um, I would like to to have it close to me so I can buy it whenever I need to buy it. It's amazing coffee. Yeah. And then usually I get calls from the store managers and uh, they said, oh, I, somebody talked to me about this. Can you can you send samples? Can you come by? Let's talk. So yeah. that's basically how it's it's been it's been that's going. Awesome. I don't pay for any um, shelf space. Yeah. So far, so far it's just been organic. Just awesome. you know. Yeah. yeah that's and, so basically, what you're saying is, all of us on this call right now need to get to our stores. We need to go talk to the managers. <laughs> right? And we need to go. Hey, man, we know what coffee you're missing here. Like that's what we're that's what we're tasked with right now. I'm down. I am. That would, that would that would not hurt. I'm game. <laughs> I'm game, man. Oh, I like it. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Brad. All right, let's take a couple questions in here. So, Josiah, let's get you in here, sir. Thank you, sir, for your time today. I wanted to ask you what, um, who are the mentors and what uh, motivated you to go into this business? Mm. Oh, okay. Well, actually, when it comes to the business, I I really did not have prior um, business experience or I do not have like a business mentor. So I was able to use my engineering skills to actually create this business. And uh, from scratch so far, I've been, it's been a, um, a one man show. Mm -hmm. So, yes, mm -hmm. I can say I feel I feel blessed that. I have been able to do this up till this point uh, by myself. Good for you. But the motivation for the business, again, like I said earlier, is to be able to not only introduce good product into our community, but to be able to impact the lives of the farmers and their families. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, know, sir. Did that, did that answer his question? What? Does that answer your question, sir? Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. So yeah, I mean, and Josiah, and this is a good word for for all of you guys. You know, I mean, what what Churchill is talking about is he's also saw a pro, and it's not just a a product he wanted, but he sees a problem there too. He's talking about the farmers in that cycle, right? That cycle of farming, but then having to borrow that money at high interest, and so then your next cycle of farming is going to pay back that money, and he's seeing that issue there too. And then a lot of times the best entrepreneurs, it's not just the product itself, the product matters, but it's everything else behind the product and the why behind the product too. And so he's, he's solving something that isn't being solved already, right? Yep. Are there, is there coffee available? Sure. There's coffee out there, but he's solving a bigger problem with, with everything included. And that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Let's see. Benaya, what's happening, sir? Doing well, sir. I just want to thank you so much for uh, taking your time and getting on this call with us. We really appreciate it. I was wondering, did you ever have a point in your life where, you, you know, you, you're talking about being so blessed right now. Did you ever have a time where you were going through like a real slump where you felt down on yourself or it was like really bad times? 
I was wondering, how did you bounce back from that? <laughs> yes, I I do. I, I get that all the time. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that I, I learned was, was that I am in total control of how I want to feel. You know, it, it, it sounds a little a little crazy, but I also, I feel blessed that I have, I know that not everybody have this ability, but I have the ability to be able to like, to switch things around. So just constantly creating a positive mindset that, you know, prevents me from going, how do you, how do you say it? Going down the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, I exercise a lot. I run a lot. I read a lot. And I I uh, try to surround myself with people who constantly um, fill my cup, where it's constantly overflowing. Um, I think that's a, a, a big part in mm-hmm. my life, having people who are positive, people who always, someone can just look at me and someone who knows me very well, a good friend of mine, can just look at me and say, something is wrong. Are you okay? Even when I said, mm, I'm okay, I was like, no, no. There's something wrong. So having those type of people in your life where where they completely know you and they're willing to to ensure that your cup is not half full, it's constantly full. It's really important for me. That that really helps me a lot. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. That's awesome, man. I love that. So if you guys caught the pattern there, he's talking about exercising a lot. He's talking about reading a lot. He's talking about having the right people in your circle. Sounds familiar, right? And I love that. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. I don't want my friends to just make sure my cup is half full. I want it all the way full. Yeah, I love that. Right, and, and being able to control your that's that is beautifully put. Who who do you like to uh, who do you like to read when you're reading? Are you reading more fiction, nonfiction? Is there anybody you kind of lean into, or are you kind of all over the place? I I I am all over the place. Yeah. you know, and I think it kind of I, I find it really mind stimulating. Sometimes I will start a book. I read fiction, nonfiction. I read technical books, financial yeah. books. Um, I uh, sometimes I will start a book and. When I get to like page 30 or 40, I grab another book. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of like, you know, um, rest my mind, go to a different story. Yep. And then come back, it's fresh. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. I do this. I do the yeah. same. I see that very much. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mr. Siever. Thank you, sir, for coming on the call today. I was wondering what was your most influential mistake? <laughs> mm-hmm. Influential mistake. Can you elaborate more? When you say influential mistake, what do you mean? Like mistake you learned from the most and like how it influenced you and like how it bettered your life that you learned from that mistake. Uh, wow, that's 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 an incredible question. Um I can't think. Wow, that that's that's, that's, that, uh, that's deep. That's really yeah. deep. Um, I think I I don't know if I would say it's a mistake, but I have been I've always been very blessed to um, in the sense that 
I feel like I've always made very wise decisions. Um, growing up, everyone thought I was going to be a pastor. So everyone thought I was going to be a pastor. And um, I also had a beautiful voice growing up. <laughs> and I wanted to be a musician. Um, at some point during my, um, when I came here for school, I thought to myself that I thought I was a failure because I didn't go to music school. Mm. Yes. Um, but as I grew older, I realized that, you know, I made the right choices. So I don't know if it would be, if I would say a failure. Um, I don't know if I would say that's a failure, but um, I can't really think of something that really, um, that's really big that I can say this is a failure. Um, Hmm. I like that. And I, but I, I wonder too. And so that's a very good question. It very is a, question. it's a great question. And Tate, I want so, you know, as I'm listening, as I'm listening to this too, and listen to the story, and obviously I don't, um, you know, I don't, I don't have all the details, but I, I just, I think it's really interesting that growing up in a household that emphasized service, that emphasized sharing, that emphasized such a loving philosophy um, that's not to say that there's perfection anywhere or that mistakes weren't made, but there wasn't necessarily any, maybe any glaring yeah. mistake, right? Like, and that's, that's true. like, that's we, true. We, uh, like we're conditioned to believe everybody's got these big glaring mistakes, but I think sometimes because we grow up and we're not focusing on service, we're focusing on ourselves. Well, yes, we're not focusing on, you know, the, the things that are good. But I would say to um, one of the things that I also, that I learned that's a big was was a big problem with me. I had a hard time saying no. Mm. I had a hard time saying no. Mm. And I think with me, it came with um with age. You know, as I grew older, I became more confident in not only what I what I was doing, but also in the things that I bring closer to me. And the people that I bring closer to me and the ones I said, I don't, I don't need these people in my life. So now I can say no to something and not feel guilty about it. Mm. Not feel bad about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's the closest that I can think of. That's good. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you, Tate. Thank you, sir. That was a good answer. That question has been thrown around by other guys, so I, I'm not going to take credit for it, but oh, thank no, you. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. No, that's a great question, sir. No, I love that. Um, I'm going to get Trey in here. And Churchill, let's be honest, though. You're saying when you grew up, you had a great voice. That doesn't just go away. So what you're saying is you can sing, sir. That's right. <laughs> right? Yeah, but, you know, it's like everything. Even like like when you're a student, you know, you, sure. you have to constantly practice. Sure, sure. Know, to just keep that smooth stuff. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Some of us, yeah. some of us don't have the smooth stuff, no matter what. So it doesn't matter. Practice, practice isn't going to help uh, everybody. So yeah, that's awesome. That's All great. Right. Trey, jump in here, sir. All righty. Thank you, sir, for coming on to this call. I have so many questions flowing through my mind, but um, I noticed you, you just talked about uh, singing. I do a lot of recording. Um, I do acapella, some with music. Oh, nice. Um, 
Well, one of my questions was, so I noticed you mentioned or something about paradigm, mm-hmm. kind of like the paradigm shift. And I want to know what, how old were you when you realized that? And how did you put it into play? Mm. Well, that, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think I've always had that paradigm of service. You know, I mean, if you look at my family, my sisters, my my brothers, we we come from the same family, but we are, we are totally different. And if you ask them, they will tell you, you know, people used to call me um, my dad's pocketbook. Um, they used to call me my dad's wallet because I was extremely close to my dad. We went everywhere. So I learned a lot of stuff. One of the things that my dad told me was that, you know, you would you would grow to become, you may become a successful young man. You may not become as successful as you want to be. But one thing that you need to know is, is that whatever you do, make sure that it has some kind of positive impact into society. And if you're dealing, if you are, if you become a boss, you have people working for you, make sure that you have to ensure that they can look at your life. They want to emulate your life. They want to become boss because they have a very good boss. Mm -hmm. So I've always had that paradigm of service in me, Mm -hmm. Um, but it became evident when I, you know, when I was in engineering school, I remember they had this, um, this, uh, the crisis at ha- in Haiti, mm-hmm. um, the storm, the storm. Um, I was in engineering school and we were collecting stuff for um, the victims. One of my classmates, I, I asked him, I said, you know, would you like to contribute, you know, um, something that, you know, we are, we are sending money and clothes to um to Haiti and he looked at me he said Churchill you know what some people were born to be poor mm. he said that in my face he said some people were born to be poor mm. no matter what you do to them they will never change and I looked at him I said well I'm an example I'm like an example of the opposite of what you're talking about mm. Yeah. So whatever I did from that point, each time when I talk to this friend, actually, he um he reminds me of that. He reminds me, he said, you know, when you said that you are an example of the opposite of what I was saying, I went home and I thought about it for a very, very, very long time. And I realized that, wow, you came all the way from Africa and you're doing what probably came from nothing and you're doing what you're doing. You're competing with someone like me who is privileged. And on top of that, you are still lending a helping hand to these people who are going through this disaster. Mm. And so, you know, having that relation, that conversation with that guy also solidified my um, my uh, the path that I I decided I've taken in life. So, yeah. What do you think, Trey? All right, man. That was awesome. Thank you for that. Awesome. Great, man. Great, great question. Great answer. The, um, when you're talking about emulating, you know, and being somebody worth emulating, 
is what like where do you look for your um inspiration i know service is now you know it's it's dna you've got a mission you've got a purpose you've got a mission that you are on the company is not about making money i mean there you want to obviously you want to make money but you're not um in business to make money you want to make the money so that you can do business because your business is your purpose right there's a mission there that's a different mentality around that um is there a person or are there people that you are watching, whether it's just in business, in life, and that you're like, ooh, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on those people and, and talk about emulating them, whether it's somebody in the family or somebody that you read about or somebody you see on TV or social. Is there anybody that you look at and kind of go, okay, there's something there I want to emulate? Um, yeah, know. well, I mean, growing up, my dad has always been, you know, he's it's been dead now for like 18 years, but he's always been my my role model. And you know, I was named after Winston Churchill because he he um he looked up to Winston Churchill. Yeah. But when I look at all the great men that that are living today and all the great things that they're doing, I mean I can name five, 10, 15, but dropping back to Warren Buffett, you know, yeah. it's like uh is how can you not look up to this person? Yeah. Yeah. He makes so much money, he gives so much money away, and um just people who are doing great things because they understand that when they leave this universe, they're not going to take it with them. That's right. They want to leave the universe better than when they met it. So That's I, right. I'm attracted to that. I love that. I remember Denzel saying, you don't, you don't see a, you don't ever see a, a, a U-Haul behind a hearse. Right. Like, yeah. You don't like, you're not, you're taking nothing with you, man. Taking nothing. Nothing. With you. nothing. All right, Nolan, let's get you in here, sir. Hello. Hey, sir. Oh, hi. How have you been doing? Oh, I've been doing well. How are you? I love your smile. Thank you. Right. Yeah. What, the question I wanted to ask was, what point in time in your life did you thought you could have never gotten this successful that you are today and you didn't know how to fix it, but you, you fixed it? <laughs> well, that's 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 a mind blowing question. You know, I still I still think of myself as you know someone who is still to become successful. So I don't consider myself successful. I don't look at myself to be successful. And the one thing that I'm also learning as I as I grow up, you know, growing up like you is. You know, success is a, it's a constant journey. It's not a destination. So I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still looking forward to becoming successful. If that answers your question, does that answer your question? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great question, Nolan. Uh, Great question. Yeah, the, the gentleman, you know, what he's talking about there, success versus fulfillment. Right, success is this is this journey. The success is that there's we're in an infinite game. Success, depending on how you want to define it, this is the infinite game of growth. Yeah, right? you always gain more success if you're thinking about it in terms of growth and in, in terms of can I help more people? In terms of people. can I serve more? Right, that's how if we're defining success and how many lives we can touch. You know, like Churchill was saying earlier, that that's a never-ending game, and along mm -hmm. that journey. 
fulfillment is what we're after, right? If we're on the right path, there's a fulfillment that comes while we're continuously pursuing the success that comes from serving other human beings. Like that's leadership mentality right there. All right. Yeah, Javon, let's get you in here, sir. Ah, good morning, everyone. And thank you, Churchill, for being here. Your story is just so powerful, brother. Um, I'm actually a fellow engineer, so I love it. Awesome. Had uh, two questions for you. One was, um, you know, what are you looking forward to learning more about moving forward? And um, what are you trying to pursue more on your personal endeavors and your per- personal goals? Mm-hmm. And then my other question was, uh, what dark roast coffee would you recommend from your website? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so the first one was, can you say the first one again, please? Yeah, what is what are you looking forward to learning more about and pursuing in your per- personal side? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I would consider myself as like a very free-spirited person and um, as like a pay-as-you-go kind of guy. <laughs> and um, I, also, I also have, a, a pie, aside from this, um, the coffee company, I also have a, a real estate um, gig that I do on the side. Um, but personally, I just, I just, you know, I just want to grow um as every other person um but it's 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 really for me it's tough to um to put like a uh uh like a definite point where it said i want to do this i want to do that um but i just i just just grow yeah like a pay as you go you know just um I feel like I am doing I'm doing what I actually really enjoy to the point where I just I'm growing with the business. My personal life is it's still part of the business. You know, if I was attached to the engineering, um the engineering sector and then doing the business, then that probably would have been totally different. But now this is what I'm doing full time. This is who I am. And I'm just growing with this business. I don't know if that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think he's yeah. right. And, but just as important, what dark roast do you recognize? Because Vod, if he's, he's talking oh, about dark roast, man, okay, I'm right so, there with you. I'm a dark roast kind of guy. So, sure, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you may not probably like this. So we don't do dark roast. Okay. I do light medium and medium dark um i don't know do you eat steak oh yeah uh javazi yes javazi yes and i'm and i'm a yes too for sure so how do you how do you like your steak um cooked javazi what do you do i do medium you do medium right so if you do medium steak that's probably how you want your coffee um because dark roast so imagine Oh, you got, we went, it's muted on you, Churchill. Churchill, we got you muted. Churchill, we got you muted. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. There we go. Sorry about that. So, so you're saying, imagine, you were saying, imagine it was after the the steak, you do your, you know, you do your steak meeting, you probably want it. You said, imagine, and then it got muted. Okay. Yeah. So imagine if you have your, your really nice cut steak. Put it on the grill and 
burn it until like it's charcoal black. And how would you enjoy it versus a steak that you um you do with medium where the juice is still in there? Because coffee is like when you do dark roast is basically um right. nothing nothing against you know people with wood enjoy dark roast a good coffee is not supposed to be bitter Got it. good coffee is not supposed to be bitter so when you dark it takes that's why you see when you go to a lot of stores you see the coffee is all shiny and all the oil and all the nutrients it's like it's all coming out you don't want your coffee like that a good roast coffee you should not be able to see the oil mm. it should not be able to come out and when you drink it you should be able to pick up the copy notes like good 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 coffee Pick up the coffee, coffee notes and enjoy the coffee. It's smooth, it's mouth-watering, you know, it's not bitter, you mm. know. So, yeah, that's why we don't do dark roast. Dang it. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. What do you think, Javon? So what, what is your medium dark? <laughs> yeah, medium dark is it's like a fine line where it's not dark, it's not medium. Yeah. But yes, and it's not bitter. It's, I'll tell you, we, I just got, I uh, just received um, a Rwanda Inzuvu Supreme Natural. Unbelievable. Okay. Unbelievable. If you're a coffee guy, you drink this, you confess Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Love oh, it. it's great. It's great. And, um, okay. and if you happen to order, just shoot me a note. Okay. Just yeah, so I know it's you. Then I can send some other samples in, in your <laughs> order. So you can try the different ones that we have. Thank you, but, but thank you so much for the question and your time. And um, yeah, I just look oh, forward to working with you. So basically, basically, I... Uh... Basically, I've been drinking bad coffee. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Because yeah, I'm. I got the. I'm. I've been going. I've been going dark. Well, you explain it like that. It's perfect. It makes perfect sense, man. It makes perfect sense. Um, but I think I'm. I think I need to step my step up my coffee game. Tim says the light and medium coffee are wonderfully sweet. Had it in Colorado. Church himself made it. Hands down, best coffee I ever had. There we go. You got some. Yeah, Mister Watts. Dang it. All right. Well, you got a bunch of people that are gonna have to buy here, man. Are you okay too? I want to put your. Uh, I want to put your site and put your links up in in uh, in our private platforms too, man. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I want to put it out there, man, so people know. So, oh, it's so cool, man. So cool. This is great, man. Thank you for so, taking. The oh no, it's great. And the even better thing is that you all are going down into my gratitude journal today. Oh, thank you, man. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I get to do this every Friday, man. Every Friday, I get to bring on a great human that I get to chat with. I get to have these amazing young men and these, you know, these brothers of mine that get to come in and like, we just get to have these great conversations, get to learn about somebody, get to take, you know, wisdom away. We get to be grateful for, for all of that and look at how can we apply this to, to our own journeys. Like, I mean, come on, man, this is, this That's is the stuff. You know, and I relate to what you're saying because you were talking about, you know, Jabat said, what's next on the on the growth side? And I remember when I told this story to some of the, some of these guys here not too long ago, I remember being on um, I was on an airplane a few years back and, uh, and I saw a guy that I knew uh, on the airplane and and um, somebody next to me was very nice. And she's like, oh, you guys know each other. Well, here, let's switch seats so you guys can sit next to each other. You know, she's very kind. So we sit next to each other and 
we're flying, we were flying back home. And at that time I had, um, I had a couple of school campuses in California that, um, that I was running and, and, uh, the guy next to me is an entrepreneur as well. And he says, well, how many, how many campuses, um, you know, do you want to run? How many are you going to, uh, launch this year? And how many do you ultimately want to get to? I said, uh, I don't know. And he goes, well, you don't know exactly how many. I said, no, I don't have it. He's what's your target? I said, I don't know. He yeah. said, well, then you're not a true entrepreneur. And I said, I'm not sure that that's the case. I'm enjoying what we're doing here. We're going to outgrow it when we outgrow it. Um, but the point is not to do this to make money. The point is I want to impact the lives of the people that I get to be with. That's it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like I, I feel that. And I feel that from you too. You know, it's just. And, and, and you know, like I, I, I have no business experience before even, you know, I just sat, you know. We we have this most of the times that I have listened to my internal GPS. Yeah. Everything has ever worked really perfectly. Yeah. But the times that I've tried to override it, it's always gone sour. Yeah. So I sat in my office, wrote a resignation letter to start this business, not even knowing how I'm gonna start, how like all the logistics, no. Yeah, but look yeah. at where I am. Look at what yeah. we are doing. So I definitely um, understand what you're saying. Gosh, I love that. All right, we got yeah. one more. One more in here. We'll go, Mister Alde. We'll do uh, last one, and we'll honor our guest time here. So Ryan, jump on in, sir. Hey, thanks a lot, Matt. I appreciate it. And uh, Churchill, I appreciate you you coming on here, man, and answering questions and and speaking with our, our young heroes here. I just wanted to compliment you on your energy, man. Just watching you talk and 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 your energy, it just feels good, man. And it makes it makes people want to get involved with you. So I wanted to to recognize you on on your energy, man. Thank you so much. My question was in regard to coffee. So I I've done a lot of research trying to find a coffee that works well with me from the standpoint, and, and I'm happy to have you on here just to get to bounce this off of you. But from what I understood, most of the coffees in America that we're getting, they're high in acid and high in mold. And those are kind of the two big things that are creating the gut issues for people that that drink coffee. And I'm not familiar. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the company, but I landed on this company called Life Boost which is the one that I'm using now, uh, the coffee that I'm using now that gives me no problems. It's not bitter. You know, they talk about all the mold and everything. So I just wanted to see if you could speak to that, you know, the truth of, of, of the mold and the acidic issues with, with our coffee and, and how you guys are approaching that in, in your yeah. process. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not by any means like a coffee guru expert, but what I know is that the coffee that I sell is extremely low in acidity. Mm -hmm. And if you go to my website, like the review, um, you will see like few people, they said, you know, they stopped drinking coffee. Like this woman said, she stopped drinking coffee. She hasn't been drinking coffee for the past 20 years because when she drank coffee, it just bothered her stomach. Right. And this is the first time in 20 years that she tried coffee that was not only smooth, not bitter, but it just, she drank like five cups in a row and she was good. Nice. So, you know, it comes back to, you know, um, the coffee that um, I sell, you know, uh, from, from the farmers to the roasting, everything it's 
like next week, like I said, next week I'm going, I'm going to Ethiopia. I'm going um, for an origin trip to visit my farmers and the farms and stuff like that. So every year I, I do that, ensure that, you know, we talk about, we talk about um, sustainability, we talk about um, uh, volume, and we talk about um, uh, well-being, which is those things are really important to me. When, when the farmers are healthy, when they're well taken care of, they're able to produce the best quality product. And then it comes to us and also the way we roast it. I can send you samples. If you want, shoot me your address, I'll send you some samples if you want to try some of them. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I, I, I have no problem dropping the subscription I have and supporting, supporting you got you guys in your mission, man. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Man. Um, brother, this has been so fun. This is so fun. I know. I it's can't believe it's almost, almost an hour. I know. That's amazing. It goes, it goes so fast, huh? Wow. I know. That's the way it always goes, too. And again, I'll yeah. take these guys, I'll take these guys through a debrief after this too and get to connect with them for another, you know, another hour. And it's literally every Friday. I've missed, I mean, we do it every once in a while. The dates, the days change during the week, but I mean, we've been doing this for you know every week for for three years. I don't know. And it's always just oh, one wow. of the, you know, it's just one of the best yeah, things. Yeah, when I when I return back from my trip, yeah. I would love to come back and talk about it. Oh man, I would love to. Would love to. I'm, absolutely. Leaving, I'm leaving next week. Um, we'll be away for two weeks, so, and I'm um, flying flying into Ethiopia and then Cameroon. Yes. So, so when cool. I get back, I'd love to talk about my trip. Oh man, would love to hear about it. Absolutely. And you've got my cell too, man. So, um, you know, anything, anytime. And we want to put. Are you okay if we put this out as a podcast too? Yeah. Yes, please, okay absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. I want to make sure we link. Um, everything where people can go to find out about you and to, to find out about the company and stuff too. So where would you send anybody that's just listening to this? What's the link that we would send them to? Um, www.bingomountaincoffee.com. Oh, we will get that so, in there. Yeah. And uh, I can show you the link. So yeah, please. That's perfect. And, uh, and I'm going to put it in our private platforms as well too. So uh man this is the best thank you for That's jumping awesome. in thank you for being willing to jump in and chat and um so fun getting to know you man like i said we've got you know got the cell here too so let's keep this conversation rolling you know what anything to add a drop into someone's cup it's always the best mm. thank you 